0: So it says, If sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped about their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let no one go unwarned and unprayed for. this is for past.
1: This is Reformed Raza. My name is Martin Velasquez alongside my brothers,
0: Justin Corona.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And. What's up, everybody? This is Pastor Vic right here. Pastor Vic.
1: And gracias for tuning in for another episode of Reformed Raza. You are now in the mix with these three brothers right here coming at you all the way live. And, um, yeah, so hit us up. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, to the podcast And uh, we're on Facebook We're on Instagram Just want to get those uh, That out of the way Just to let people know We're on Facebook We're on Instagram Follow us and like us And hit us up at the Gmail uh, com. If you got any questions Comments, concerns Or rebukes Feel free to Hit us up And don't forget to mention Scripture when you rebuke us <laughs>
2: It's gotta be biblical <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Chapter and verse
1: So Lately we've been talking about A lot of cultural things right what it is to be a man what it is to be a woman in today's day and age um so as the body of christ we face this opposition living in today's time but something that i think we should touch on today is uh, what's not me i thought you guys thought about it but being our brother's keeper you know Mm -hmm. so one thing that, that when we were mentioning about biblical womanhood and biblical manhood, we kind of mentioned it from like an individual perspective, right? Yeah. But much more than that, uh, we are part of the body of Christ. We're part of a, a church, a group of fellow believers who are in the like-minded, one-minded, one-accord. Uh, so therefore, we are not alone in this walk yeah. that Christ has laid out for us in this straight and narrow road that we're walking I think we forget that we're not alone.
2: Exactly. I was going to mention that as you were talking about that, that sometimes we feel like in this walk, like it's just individually, like it's just me and God and that's it. Nobody else can tell me anything. Nobody else can tell me. Or even when I'm going through something or struggling with something, we feel like if we got to do it our own, like we have no one to look to, but uh, Christ gave us his body, the church. Yeah. And to to you know to to talk amongst other believers, we're not alone. We're 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 an army.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. we're 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 big. You know, just not it's not it's not just about our personal congregation. It's we have a body and believers everywhere.
1: Exactly, exactly. And well, we we often say right uh, our own personal relationship with God, right? And that's true. We 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 do have our own intimate relationship with just it's just us and God in our prayer time and our. Uh, daily Bible readings. Uh, we he- read the Word of God and God reveals to us His Word and it's a very intimate and personal thing, right? But God also gave us uh, each other for the edification and building up of the saints, right? What? That's the whole purpose of we're doing <laughs> this, bro, for the for the edification of the saints. Yeah. And so, that it, it, we're kind of like all on the same page, you know what I mean? Like how we run into another brother Even it could be a total, complete stranger, and we're kind of like we have—we're already connected in Christ, right? We already have that establishment of oh, we're of the same mind, same accord, because we we both believe in Jesus, and we all know what that entitles, right? And so there's an automatic connection. But with that, also, uh, there's unspoken um, trials and tribulations that we all go through. That maybe we might be uh, not so quick to share our thoughts and emotions and struggles, especially us as men, right? Um, We're not, well, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. Um, We're probably not those kind of people that like like to share our emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's how, you know, men are, right? Keep it to yourself, man up. Yeah, they're not emotional people, right? Uh, But I think men, uh, we are emotional people. (laughs) <laughs> we should be at least Straight out <laughs> not, 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 not that kind of emotional as like You let our emotions get the best of you But we have thoughts and feelings that We would like to express also, right? Well, we're human We're human
0: right? Yeah. God gave us these emotions
1: God has emotions, but he's not emotional Yeah, you know there you mean? go He expresses his attributes in, in a bunch of different ways, right? We hear things like God is a jealous God but he's perfectly jealous, right? He's perfect in his emotions. God has wrath. God has anger. But it's a righteous anger, right? Mm-hmm. And then God is love. But it's not like a little like watered down kind of uh, falling head over heels over you, love. It's a perfect love. It's a just love. So even God has emotions. He has characteristics that he demonstrates perfectly. So we as men of oh God, we are to imitate Christ and be emotional because Jesus showed emotions when he was here. He got, ang- he got angry, Jesus wept, Jesus showed all these kinds of characteristics, right Yes and he was, he's a man's man, right? He's a man's man. So we as Christ followers ought to do that too. so
0: So well yeah, so in this episode, as we talk about how we can keep each other accountable And being a brother's keeper uh, Something that, that We have touched on in the past As far as in, in the endurance episode And and return of the backslider I know we've skimmed over it As far as having a community Or having accountability um, We thought it would be uh, Edifying Yeah, necessary to, to, to bring this up because Like Martin said, like, we're not in this alone And Our walk with God is is our walk with God. We can't point the finger to anyone when we mess up. At the same time, we are also a part of a body where we have to work together. And so uh, accountability is something that may hurt, but is necessary.
1: So what do you mean when you say accountability? What does that mean then?
0: Well... The over, or the generalization of that to to accountability is to basically keep someone accountable to remind them of maybe their promises, their vows to God, which is all of us. We all give our lives to Christ, and so that entails us walking like Christ, us living a life that is uh, satisfying to Christ. And so, as we keep each other accountable, we're keeping each other accountable on the basis of the Bible, not off of our own rules, not off of our own interpretation um, that may contradict the word, but instead off of what the word says. And as we keep each other accountable, we're in a way helping to correct one another, to sharpen one another in the word at the same time while we're correcting each other. So um, one person may think they're going straight, but if you are in your word and you're going straight, as far as what you you see, you can help correct another person to bring them back on course. And, you know, that... I know for sometimes whenever... Um, what's it called? Whenever I'm driving... This is probably bad, but whenever I'm driving... Confession and, time. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm in a different area. Like, sometimes whenever I'm in Mission Viejo or Irvine, I'm driving around, and, and there's a lot of hills, and you see a lot of different, like, cliffs or mountains. I sometimes look look to the side a little bit and I'm looking at the scenery and all of a sudden I hear duh, 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 duh. <laughs> the car hitting the bumps, the little bumps, in the, right? And, and even though I didn't purposely try to get out of my lane, I, I uh, end up swerving just a bit. But those bumps is like, is like my accountability department. They're keeping me back on track. They're like, no, you're getting out of line. Boom, come back. Mm. And so in the same way, like us, like, even though we don't purposely go astray from Christ, when our focus isn't uh, on Christ, when we start to look to the side just a bit, we may start to swerve a bit. And so that's where accountability comes in. We help keep each other in check and keep each other in line as far as what uh, being a Christ follower is.
1: Yeah. And so usually when a, a new convert, or a new believer comes in, I think that's very important that he has someone to disciple him and to hold him accountable Mm -hmm. right away because uh, it happens a lot where someone comes in, oh praise God you just got saved brother, amen but then you kind of leave him on his own he's a new believer he's brand new to this whole Christian faith he may have a lot of questions and he's going to face this world alone and we're not there to support him and to to (sighs) disciple him He's going to end up probably going back to the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very important, even as far as new believers, new converts, that we need to be discipling them because we're building that foundation right there, right? We're letting them know that, that you're not alone to this newfound faith. Uh, there's answers to your questions and that we're here to, to be there for you. I remember um, there's a video uh, with Francis Chan. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I about to mention weird. that. I thought about that right away. When he uh, uh, and, and it's, it's pretty profound. It's pretty true. You know what I mean? You I may mean, have your thoughts and opinions about where he's at now, but you know he's he, he he's he's legit. You know what I mean? Maybe not agree with everything, but not to go off course. But he said this. He said there was a, this Cholom that came to his church. Right? He's a newcomer, a new believer, and he said and. And he came to church and everything was all good. And then, then he went home and no one really hit him up, right? No one was calling him, hey, brother, how you doing in your walk and this and that. And he ended up leaving that church because he said, I I thought being in church was like being in a gang in the sense that when I was in the neighborhood, I was, I was always with my homeboys all the time. I was never alone. Always when you're affiliated in a gang, you're with your homies 24-7 They hit you up in the morning. They drop you off to your house. They're always with you. Why? Because when you're living that kind of lifestyle, the enemy can creep up at any time. And if you get caught slipping by yourself, you could be done for. That can ultimately ultimately kill you if you get caught slipping, right? Now let's take that and put it into the church. We need to be with our brothers and sisters constantly to be edified, to be built up, because we do have an enemy that wants to destroy us. Not only that, there's an enemy inside of us, our flesh, our old what? passions and desires. So we got not only Satan coming after us, but we got uh, our ourselves, our old selves creeping up.
0: Our so, enemy is the inner me.
1: <laughs> the mm-hmm. enemy is the inner me. You know what I mean. And so if we don't got that. Then we can get caught slipping, and that can also, that could be very damaging to our walk, right? So and this guy, he's he's a, he said, I didn't know that it was just a once a week thing. We just come to church and then we go home, and we don't see each other throughout the week. So think about that. That could be very devastating to a new convert. Yeah, especially one that was that comes from the street life.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say that that's that's one thing that that you know for some of us we learn. From the gang life, you know, like we're with each other all day, twenty-four-seven, having each other's back. It's like a family, you, you, but you know, gangs, gangs aren't really they have aren't a really family. Into, but yeah. but how, how much more should we, as a church, be a family to each other? And that just, scripture just reminded me of the book of Acts, how, how it talks about. Uh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching They were breaking bread, they were praying They were devoted, they were meeting up each other Every with day. each other daily, daily. Every day yeah. daily. daily, Not just a Sunday thing, not just a, a whatever your, your service is And I think that we, we miss we missed that in the church
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and, and you know, maybe, maybe it might be your church But I mean, I, I think that's missing a lot in the church That whole accountability, fellowshipping, praying with one another Disciple. Discipling Discipling
1: Doing Reading life, the Word of
2: God together.
1: Doing life together. I think doing li- Exactly, I think doing we, life together. Like that, like, we're living this life with each other. Mm-hmm. It's not just, yeah, the, the church is, is, yeah, we come together and it's exciting to come to church, especially a small church, small church like ours that where we can come together and actually talk with each other and, you know, fellowship, but we're not a one-man army.
2: Exactly.
0: So then uh, one of our first questions then, how can we keep someone accountable? If, if we are already in the church, for those of us who um, I would say are, are sturdy in the Lord, who, who have already grasped their feet and are firm standing, how can we as believers keep accountable those who are coming in that are new?
1: Well, those of us um, that have a foundation and we have established our faith and we know who we are, we've gone through things. We need to pass on uh, that knowledge that we have to. It's like the big homies sharing sharing their knowledge to the little homies. We need to guide them and direct them. But the main thing comes from the word of God someone that is devoted to Christ and his teaching, how you said they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Those of us who have been uh, devout students of the Bible are able to pass on that knowledge and, and have that discernment and have wisdom to the new convert to be like, hey, you know what, maybe that may not be so beneficial to your walk. Or let me tell you about my experience when I did the same thing, is uh, uh, sharing knowledge, sharing uh, insight, and offering your service, too. Not only just sharing knowledge and just, you know, time. talking, but that of time and 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 offering, you know, like, maybe the problem is, oh, my car got busted. You know, I can't really make it to church anymore. Hey, I'll pick you up. You know what I mean? Things like that.
2: I got you. I got you, man. Yeah, there's uh, many, many biblical, many scriptures that you, we can go to that talks about, you know. Uh, how, how to keep somebody accountable uh, Something that, that I heard earlier today actually Was uh, um, about the older men teaching the younger men
1: Yeah
2: About the older women teaching the younger women And uh, especially how we did that That manhood uh, episode last time Now that we know what it is to, <clears throat> to be a man We pass on, that on to the, to the next generation or to, to to other people, the new converts, and, and showing them, okay, this is what we used to do. Now this is what we do now as as uh, as believers now, and kind of saying, kind of offering that help, like like, hey, I'm here with you. You're not you're not in this alone. Uh, you know, in the world we use that term, crime partner. You know, our crime partner. Well, what if we get accountability partners? Let me you know, will you allow me to, to keep you accountable, uh, calling each other, pray like, "Hey, I'm praying for you. What's your need? Let me pray for you." And just um, just like we said earlier, doing life together. But we, we must first I, I believe that us first, we first have to know the word of God, mm-hmm. keep our devotional life on check, that way we can uh, offer biblical counseling. And uh, just encourage each other through the scriptures. But I mean, um, I I just think that that's the right way to do it. The older men teaching the younger men or kind of, you know, it doesn't matter what age. Maybe spiritually you're you're just mature for your age, passing that on to the next person so that the next person may be edified through the scriptures.
0: Uh, I was going to say, I have a scripture real quick. Galatians 6 verse 1. And it says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. And then it goes on to say, keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Um, That just reminds me of what you're just saying right now, too, of how we too need to keep watch. Even as we are discipling and uh, keeping another person accountable, we too need to keep watch that we won't get tempted ourselves or fall into temptation, I I may say. Um, and that the bearing of burdens should only be a duty of those whom have no burdens. And by that, I mean someone who is accountable already or somebody who is firm in, in the things of God. So like for right now, like, us as, as I mean all three of us are leaders in our church, like we're in a good position to where we are able to do that with another person yeah and and, mm-hmm. and as we're talking about how we could keep another keep one another accountable, um, one of the things I would say is is be prepared for sacrifice
1: yeah Ooh.
0: because that, that that's something that even though we know it's coming, we don't want it to happen because mm-hmm. we don't want to give away our time. Maybe even money, you yeah. know, and, or even just sacrificing just, uh, yeah, just time, free time that we may have that we want to do something, whether it be our own um, hobby or whatever it may be, to help another person in their walk. And one of the most encouraging things I, I find when you really read it in context, you know, um, in this chapter, the same chapter, Galatians 6, later it will go on to say, and let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Before, I would read that and be like, oh, okay, like, as we're serving Christ, let's not grow weary. But if you read it in the context, in this portion, it is, it is first talking about bearing another another one another's burdens. And so when you read it in, in, in that scope, as, as it's still talking about the same topic, it is basically saying that as we are keeping another accountable, as we're bearing another's burdens, it is reminding us not to grow weary because honestly, from, from, from personal experience, as I have, um, I want to say try, but as I have participated in discipling, um, a couple of brothers, I would say I, I would feel weary at times because sometimes they're like, man, why don't we even bother? Like they continue <laughs> to go back or they continue to do this. But this scripture is that reminder for us who are helping one another that we won't grow weary because in in, in doing good we will reap a uh what's it called? in blah, 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 okay. for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the key right there is not giving up. Um what's it called? Um uh, there was I forgot who it was. You know, I've I've had experiences where I've where I, I could share where I failed as far as keeping accountable.
1: Yeah.
0: I wasn't willing to sacrifice at times. And then there was areas where I feel like I've, I think I've done well in that. And um, I think one of the first people that I really started sewing into was, uh, well, actually he wasn't one of the first ones, but one of the, the the ones that I feel like got really moved was with one of our brothers um his name was Abel and he was and and I think shout like out shout out to Abel. <laughs> He's in Vegas. Shout um, out to the homies in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> uh what's it called? Yeah, so he he went into our restoration house, I believe, over three years
2: ago, now four years, right? It was a while ago. I'd say I'd say not that, because he came in when we first opened up. Yeah. So that was four years. Yeah,
0: that was four years. Four ago. years. Dang. dang serious and i remember when he first came in you know just like that same mentality how you said about like with francis chan that example yeah. he came out of the gang life he came out of addiction a lot of that and i remember um i was at the home giving a bible study and you know mind you at the time i believe i was 22 years old and and he's in his early 30s at that time and i just remember he was like hey can i talk to you outside real quick I was like, oh, uh, okay. Like this was, this was like my first like real conversation with him. And, and he was like, Hey, uh, do, you, do and he was just telling me just a couple of things. Like, do you think it's right if I do this, whatever? I was like, um, honestly, you shouldn't be doing that. And then, and then we just had like a long hour conversation. I just remember cause it was cold outside, but we we're still talking for like an hour. But he was just like, man, like, like, thank you. I, I need to hear those words. And even though there was like a big, like 10 plus years gap between our age like the Word of God is the word of god and 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 with Abel throughout those throughout the past like four years i man i i I thank God that, that you know he has given me wisdom in his word that even that no matter the age gap like I was able to continue to sow into him in that way and not in a way of boasting because I'm not the only one that that has have done that with him you know as far as like the brothers here in our church like we've all poured into him. And just to see where he's at now and the yeah. things of God, like, man, this guy's yeah. continuing in that fire as far as with him and God. And, and, he, and like even now, even though he lives in Vegas, like, he, like we continue to call each other at least every other week. And we're on the phone for like, you know, like over an hour just talking about what we're doing, how we're doing. And just to think just as far as like what we're learning, um, as far as just like scripture and what we're learning through situations that God has presented um, before us but uh yeah just sacrifice man that's 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 one of the big things is sacrifice and and knowing that it's okay to sacrifice
1: yeah and also one thing that you mentioned is being bold part of holding someone accountable is being bold with them yeah and telling them you know when they're in error or when they're doing something that may not be beneficial also you know we have to guard our tongue and not just come off too hard or anything like that but always reproving in love yes right? and being bold enough and being having the, the courage uh and the love for your brother to warn him about the dangers that his actions might might what well, well, might happen if he if he doesn't listen to correction right like yeah. in his speech or in his decision that he's going to make or the way he's been acting out maybe with his wife or with his children or something. And you're able to point that out and be like, hey, brother, I've noticed this and noticed that about you. And I just want to get to the root of it, you know, you know how you doing in your walk. Being bold enough to address yeah. the situation, right? Because in this day and age... I've always mentioned it before. This whole doctrine of don't judge me will actually stop you from being your brother's keeper. Because if you're not willing to make a judgment... Then you're not willing to address the situation. You're not willing to address the, the problem that that you might see a, a that a brother's struggling with. Because mm. in order to be your, your brother's keeper, you have to uh, have that judgment and say, I this this person needs to be held accountable. You know, it's always not not it's not always in in a. In it's a never it comfortable. Way. Yeah, mm. and it's for the love of yeah. your brother because you don't want to mm. see him straying. You don't want to see him walking walking away from the Lord. It's for his own good, right? Mm -hmm. And so this whole thing about not judging each other, uh, the Bible says that judgment starts at the house of the Lord. It's the world we're not supposed to judge. Why? Because they're in the world. They're not doing the things of God. So, of course, they're going to be acting out in certain ways. And, of course, they're going to be not submitted to Christ. That's obvious, right? But now those who are in the church, we're supposed to be believers and followers of Jesus Christ. So how can you say that you're a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, but then you're living a contradictory life? That's when boldness comes. And be like, hey, brother, yeah. you know, you're a professing Christian. How come, you know, I see you doing this and doing this and that?
0: And, and I think that's where it makes the, the, the distinction here in the beginning of Galatians 6. It says, um, you who are spiritual should restore uh-huh. him in a spirit of gentleness.
1: Yeah, in the spirit of gentleness. Yeah. Because when you... You're trying to offer correction already to a delicate situation. You don't want to, you know, put, you don't want to fan the edge. flame with your rude, yeah. you know, conduct and be like, hey, you know, you need to be rebuked. You know what I mean? Because the way you're doing is wrong. And you know what? You're going to hell if if you don't repent. You know, it's like, hey, kind of thing, you know what I
2: mean? <laughs> on, on YouTube, there's a, there's, a, there's a video of a pastor who, who talks about a kid. <laughs> He's like. I I sucked him in the love of Christ. And I said, You need to repent. And he got saved that day. I'm like, you don't do you want to do it that way. You want to start talking to people up? Like, you need to repent. You don't want to do it that way. I mean that's going to the extreme. But there's two things that came to two scriptures that came to mind as you guys were speaking. I wanna talk about first about Justin, how how you were talking about, you know, accountability and, and you know how you mentioned Abel mm-hmm. and you know uh let me read this scripture real fast. Real fast therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed the effective of prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much and so mm. when it comes to accountability i think you have to be ready to for an openness ready to hear the the the, the struggles of a that a person has yeah. and says hey look i'm i'm, I'm really going through this uh, whether it be like hey man i'm, I'm feeling really angry or hey uh, this uh is it, is it i have this porn addiction or I, I have something like that it says right here confess your sins to one another and to and that righteous person should pray for that person i mean that's the only way that i you know keeping each other accountable you're being open and so i i'd say get ready for those those tough tough things yeah. you know the the the, the tough struggles the, the real this real war this real walk in christ because um a person's coming up to you and, you know uh Trusting and confidentially, and our jo- job—just as that scripture that you shared too—our job is to restore such a person to pray for that person as well. It says, "A prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much." For the first off, us—we got to make sure that our walks are right with God because God don't hear the prayer of the wicked; He hears the prayer of a righteous man. And so, when we when those people come to us and they're open and they share the struggles, you know, there's power in Jesus' name. And so us, you know, as that righteous man standing in the gap for that person, praying for that person, and, you know, that he may be healed. The second thing that I want, want, want to mention was later on in the book of James, that, that same chapter, a couple of verses later, it says, My brethren, if anyone among you strays from the truth and one turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. So that goes away of, of your, your part, Martin, where it's like, we have to be bold with these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like, you know, that, that meme where it's like a person is drowning, he's, he's asking for help, and instead you give him a high five. Yeah, That's, that's exactly so what's clear. going on nowadays. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we don't want to come off judgmental. Trying, yeah. We're actually encouraging people in their sin, yeah. and in so doing, their blood is on our hands.
1: Yeah
2: because we could have done something we could have kept our our brother accountable we could have been our brother's keeper but instead we're just basically encouraging them in their sin like oh no it's okay god loves you it's okay nah bro it's like god's calling you to repent he's using me right now to tell you to repent it's kind of like this urgency like hey brother wake up
1: yeah
2: you don't want to go down this road wake up Mm -hmm. and so there's a danger when you don't want to come up as too judgmental there's spiritual danger right there yeah. and if you're one of those that don't want to come out too judgmental you yourself are going to be judged and you're I believe that that you know you're going to have blood in your hands by doing this See, honestly that is, is, is crazy no yeah
1: because when Jesus said in Matthew 7 do not judge he's talking about do not judge hypocritically that, that's the difference I can't tell someone of, hey, hey brother you shouldn't be watching pornography but then low key I'm watching it too Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah exactly that's, that's the kind of judgment that we shouldn't be doing but if I'm not doing those kind of things biblically I'm able to approach my brother and be like hey brother you shouldn't be watching pornography this is where it's wrong and this is why you shouldn't be doing it and we're, we are able to speak up and say hey brother what you're doing is sinful you know what I mean and it could have an effect it will have an effect on your marriage on mm-hmm. your kids and, and telling them straight out you know, we're not we're not trying to sugarcoat anything, but we we can also relate. Because mm-hmm. one thing that that I think we forget to do as being a brother's keeper, we forget to relate. Yeah, yeah. to yeah. present ourselves yeah. before them. Like, hey, but I know your struggle. I've been there too. You know, and like that, it opens up the other person to be more open and 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 to actually express themselves and talk about their struggles and not being ashamed. Because how how can we ourselves make ourselves accountable, right? Let's go to the other side. Not we talked about how how to hold someone accountable, but now on the other side, how can we ourselves be held accountable? Because we as men, we don't we don't like to talk about our struggles or emotions. It might be a struggle, at least for me. Like again, you know, it might be my own personal struggle that I'm like, you know what, if I you know admit this kind of struggle, then what are they gonna think yeah, of what me? What are they gonna think of me? You know, I look weak. I look weak. Yeah, especially they, me. I'm a prideful dude. I don't want to admit my faults.
0: They already think <laughs> I'm I'm strong in the Lord. Yeah. Also, I share this. Now they're gonna think twice of me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think we need to get over that kind of stigma and get over that pride mm-hmm. and and be open. And on the riverside, we shouldn't. That's when we shouldn't judge. If we're dealing with this, like a, a real uh, issue in our lives and this brother's coming to us for help, then that's when we don't like passing that kind of judgment. Hey, brother, you're wrong. You know, like, okay, brother, how can I help? You know, how can it be? How can I be of service to you? You know, Mm -hmm. or offer whatever the situation is. Offer yourself so others can offer themselves also.
0: One of the Mm. earlier at church today, um i was i was speaking to one of our brothers and and it was it was was a whole different conversation but i think the same thing can apply here uh one of the things out that we're sharing is how well it was just how to encourage another person to read yeah and one of the things that that i mentioned to him was that you know we can't uh what's it called we can't force someone to read yeah. Right? That's something that should come natural as, as us as believers that we would want to read from God's word. Because if you, from what I've experienced and even from 1st uh, time experience of, of trying to tell people what they, or, or try to, uh, what's it called, force a person into a relationship, is it doesn't end well. But one of the things I, I shared was that to put yourself out there first. Yeah. So, for example, um, let's say my wife isn't reading. Right? If I go and I tell her right out, Did you read today? And I ask her that every day, she's not gonna like that. Because then the usual response that I, I might get would be, Why are you attacking me? Yeah. Why are you always calling me out? But if I put myself out there first, meaning that, Hey, or yeah, if I'm talking to my wife, I could be like, Hey, babe, you know, today I read this, you know, sharing what I read. And then even, and then, and then just saying, you know, did, did you have a chance to read today? Yeah. Right. That's those, you could, you could trace those and those would be two different conversations. Mm -hmm. Now, if we, if we apply that into accountability, right. Instead of like, like, let's say if we're keeping someone accountable, uh, whether it be over lust, because uh, you know, that's a big issue with a lot of men in church. So like, let's say, let's say we're, we're talking to another brother about that. Hey, Hey brother, did, did you look at porn today? Or, hey, hey, did you, did you um, pray about this today? Like, like, how did you stray away from it today? Or, or, or anything like that, but instead just saying, you know what? You know, today, um, I have victory over today. You know what? I, I had an opportunity where I could have, you know, lusted after this. You know, I had an opportunity today. Maybe I missed an opportunity. Maybe I, I fell into a temptation and I stared a little longer than I should have. And even open up with your own struggle first, the other one's going to open up. Yeah. And so that's why I found a lot more in the things of God is that when I open up first, the other will more than likely feel obligated to open up. Not that, that we're forcing them to open up, but they, they, they only feel comfortable. That, that's like the only, the, yeah, they, that's like the only, the mm. proper response is that, you know what, man, this, this brother shared about himself. Like, I, I feel comfortable enough to share what I'm going through.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So then so it just it, yeah opens up that level to where, like, man, that, now we're able to talk.
1: Yeah, exactly. So two things that, that came to mind when you were speaking is encouragement and celebration, meaning mm-hmm. when he does fall short in a certain area, you encourage him, hey, brother, keep going, you know what I mean? Maybe you, you didn't get the, the victory this time, but, you know, keep don't, don't give up. But then when they do, you know, overcome, celebrate with them and make them, yeah, brother, that's what I'm talking about, you know? Be excited with them and for them so that they get the extra boost of, man, you know, this feels good. This is, this is what the church is about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that just came to mind right now that we we have to do those things too: encouragement and celebration. Because if another brother is being lifted up, I mean, we as Christians, we're not thinking of knocking someone down. You know, in the world, we're like, man, this fool he's coming up. And why am I not coming up? You know, that's <laughs> the world's mentality. You know what I mean? Seeking your own advancement over your, your others, the, the the scriptures say to to uh, esteem others above yourself. Mm. That's that's what we ought to be doing. Celebrating uh, another brother's his accomplishments, his blessing, his his everything that comes with all that. You know, being excited with them so that they can turn back and be like, yes, you know, that that gives them a boost in the mm-hmm. Lord. You know, mm-hmm. and so. I think we forget to do
2: that too, you know? Yeah, um, there's a. We gotta let go of that pride, or kind of like uh, that, Ooh. or kind of mm-hmm. like uh, <laughs> the no, silent <laughs> killer. As, as you as you were talking to, uh, uh, for us, us, our job as leaders is to bring people up,
1: yeah,
2: not to keep them down and say, well, well, it's gonna take a lot for you to be where I'm at. No, yeah. we were at the bottom, so now we want to raise people up yeah. in the Lord, and that that's gonna take. Uh, Taking away those haughty eyes. And others looking down on people like, oh, you fell today? Yeah. No wonder you're where you're at. Have you, you, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, have, have you, you seen, have that, you seen that image
0: before where it shows a, a leader and, and, uh, and uh, what's the other person's name? It, it's like this uh, picture and it shows a picture of a leader. And, it, and then there's another picture of a boss, I think it was. But anyways, the boss is sitting on a chair. While, while the other people are, are pulling him or pulling or yeah, the, the other people are pulling this heavy weight while the boss is just sitting there telling them to, to, to keep going and move forward. And then it shows a different picture and it says leader and it shows that person in the front and, and he's down there with them pulling this weight with them and said, yeah. let's keep going. So in that, in that picture, like as we're keeping another person accountable, we're down there in the trenches with them. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah.
2: No, yeah. I think it's uh letting the other person know, that, hey, I'm in this fight too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm. You know, I've gone through. We're in this, fight together, this, we're in this yeah. fight together. I always say, uh, when when new believers come in, some, sometimes I, I just tell them like, hey, look, it's like working out. It's it's like you know I'm here to, to help you. I'm here, you know, if you need a spotter for, for you know doing bench press, I'm here to help you. But at the end of the day, you got to pull that bar up. Yeah. And that's exactly how it is. Like here, I'm here to spot you. I'm here. I'm here to do this with you. You know, train you and help you. But at the end of the day, you gotta give that effort. You gotta pull the bar up. But I mean, even when it comes to you know working out or anything, I mean, you don't want to be like that that person who's like, man, you've been going to the gym for years and you're you're still at that. You're like you. You're,
1: you're yeah. still a heavy
2: yeah. set. You're, you you haven't lost. It. So what I'm saying basically is that when they when you see a trainer you you see them all fit and everything it's like man i want to be like that person well in the same way spiritually like you know that 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 leader that 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 person who's been in in the lord for years and you can see that he's spiritually above like man i want to get to that point yeah i want to get to that and that that takes our part and as we've been saying lifting them up to that point getting them to that point hey you can do it too i've been there you can do it too through the power of God,
0: and I think I think that's a good transition towards your your second question was, how can we be accountable to another person? And like I said, when you see somebody who's spiritually there, and we say, man, I want to I want to be there too. Mm-hmm. Well, then I think that's where it starts is noticing where we want to be, or at least what direction we want to move forward towards if we're a new believer, um, and then from there seeking that discipleship. So that that means like going to another person that whom you seem, as far as somebody that that you feel like is open and willing to to disciple you, or even just share life with you, you know, share scripture with you, have have just those moments where you could talk and pray, and and just, I guess that that's the first challenging part is getting over the pride, yeah. admitting that you need help, yeah, not, yeah. Being,
1: not being ashamed to admit your your shortcomings and your struggles, yeah,
0: I, I think that's that's what held me back probably like the first year of me. In church is admitting that, hey, I'm struggling through this. And I think I mentioned in another episode, one of the, the strongholds that was in, in, in my, my walk, my, one of my battles was porn. Um, that, and that was the hardest for me to want to share that. Because, when I, because it, when I first started speaking about it, there was a lot of shame that came with it. Because yeah. like, man, like what the heck? like, like Why am I in this? Because I feel like I'm alone. But you notice that when you uh, push yourself to be accountable to another person, more times, more often, I mean, you find that you aren't the only one. And, and, and that's what first opened up to me was, you know, when while I was struggling with, with this for the longest time, um, one of our pastor, Pastor Santos, he, in one of his sermons, shared, shared the statistics that nine out of ten men struggle with, with lust. They struggle with porn. And these are men in the church, and the, so when I heard that, that,
1: every man must face.
0: And so, and so when I first heard that, I was like, man, nine out of ten. Yeah. So. And I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, there's at least twenty five guys here. So I, uh, if I do my math right,
1: so two of you aren't struggling. The rest of us are.
0: Two and a half of you. So then I was like, man, okay, so I'm 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 most likely not the only person. Because, you know, we, we you know, in, in the things that God, when we first come, we try to put up a front. But if, if we really want to grow, we, we let those things go. And so once, once I heard that statistic, you know, I had to open up with, with my brothers. And I had to share. And even though it's embarrassing and I felt a little shame as I opened up, um, a lot of emotions came out, you know. And, and and I found, you know what, I wasn't the only one. And, and I thank God, you know what, during, during that time when I first started coming, there was a big group of us youth that were all like-minded at that time. We were all on the same accord. We're all in it together. We had Bible studies all the time. Yeah. And uh, we were just constantly sharing with one another. And uh, to be able to open up. So, so my thing is, you know, if, if you have somebody around you in your uh, congregation, open up. Even, even if they may seem like they're like 50 years old, you're 20 years old, open up. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Like, as long as you see that they are spiritually there, and you have to notice, too, because you don't want to uh, start sharing or, or try to have somebody discipling you who is a new believer alongside with yeah. you. You need somebody who, who is seasoned in, in the things of God, somebody who can give you the correct advice, not somebody who's right next to you, you know, trying to figure it out with you because then you guys might lead another astray.
1: The blind leading the blind. Yeah. So when it comes to um, facing the demon that every man faces, uh, which is lust and pornography and things like that. I think it's something that no one wants to talk about as far as men, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we all don't want to admit that, hey, but you know, I'm struggling with this kind of thing, you know? Because it's going to make us seem like, like, oh, you know, you shouldn't, you know, like the condemning uh, attitude, you know?
0: You know, it's weird now that you say that, I think about it. When we come to the things of God... It's shameful to talk about that, but yeah, I remember in the world like it was it was a it was a yeah, it was exactly. like something that like we didn't yeah, care yeah,
1: yeah exactly exactly, <laughs> we weren't ashamed, especially if if we, if you're with a group of guys, you see a woman pass by everyone at, in one mind in one accord, I mean, yeah, something to, to brag at, about. You know? <laughs> And Seriously. then when we go to the church, all of a sudden we're going to act like we don't, we, we've never struggled with those kind of things. Yeah. And we should be more open about them and share each other's experiences. And be like, hey, brother, you know what? I was there. This is you know what I've done. If you're comfortable sharing those kind of things. And be like, you know, but this is how Jesus helped me overcome. Because we forget that we do have the answer as Christians. We have the answer, which is Jesus Christ. We have the way out. Why we're, we're Christians because we've been delivered, so we should be able to talk about those kind of things. Because as the old as older men, we've we've gone through those things. Now we can offer that insight. And watch uh, Titus chapter two says likewise. By the way, this goes for both men and women.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Men and women about this whole topic that we're talking about being accountable, accountable. Yeah. Being your sister's keeper too. You know what I mean? Because women. They, they got their own struggles. It may not be the same as men, but they got their own struggles nonetheless. Yep. So let me start from the beginning in Titus chapter 2. It says, But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, and love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine, So that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. So that lays it down right there as far as being your brother's keeper and being held accountable. Both men and women are to be those figures of older brothers and older sisters teaching the younger brothers and younger sisters. The older are supposed to be above reproach. They're supposed to be self-controlled. They're supposed to know who they are in Christ in order to train up the younger generation to, to, to be likewise. Mm-hmm. It has that word. You know, like I said last time, we overlook that, that, that word likewise. Likewise. Men and women should be doing these kind of things, bringing up the younger generation. Mm-hmm. That's how the church keeps going. You know, that's how, that's how it goes.
2: Uh, so one question just came into mind right now. Um, what happens when there is none of that?
1: Hmm. What happens
2: when there is when there is no accountability?
1: Then we have fatalities.
2: Yeah. Because I was just thinking right now. I was like... Um, yeah, what happens when that's not there? That's when people tend to fall away. It can
1: be spiritually fatal. Spiritually
2: fatal. And uh, just with that scripture that I was reading in James... how know, If you see somebody in error of his ways, you can turn them back. But when that accountability is not there, it it becomes religion. It becomes, I'm just going to church just to feel good, but I'm going to go back to my sin afterwards. Yeah. And there's no, uh, there's no passion. There's no zeal for God. But I mean, it can be spiritually fatal. Mm-hmm. When a person's going to church seeking for, you know, the right things and seeking for accountability. But on the other hand, if we're not giving it, there's also going to be no, no growth. Yeah. There's going to be no, um, no accountability, no growth. And so, not rooted, not being rooted in the church, not being rooted in Christ. And so that's just that yeah, the question just came to mind what happens when there is no accountability. I
0: think the that's... danger of that is hindrance. You hinder not only your walk but those around you. Mm-hmm. You can hinder your own prayer. Ooh. And, and and so I think that's why I love the image that Christ gives as the tree. Our walks is is like a tree and how it starts off with a seed. And our roots, and as it as it grows, it bears fruit, but most often um for any people who have a green thumb or any people in the garden, they could tell you that you have to often trim those trees you have to you have to uh cut off the 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 branches that aren 't bearing fruit. you have to cut off and prune the 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 plant so that it may continue to grow because if you if you leave those dead those dead branches, if you leave those. Those on unbearing fruit branches, it's, it's going to continue to go, and that way it may fester. But if you continue to prune your, your tree, and if you continue to do that with, with every other tree, you know, pull out the weeds so it doesn't choke out the root, anything like that, it will continue to, to flourish, Those 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 trees, you know. And same goes for us. If we're not being held accountable to another person, we may fall in danger of that.
1: that's true because we're all we're all reaching for the same mark you know we're all reaching the same goal we're all trying to to see our Lord Jesus Christ you know what I mean and our hearts have been so changed because before in the world I mean we didn't care about each other right you know even in the neighborhoods we can say oh yeah yeah, the homies and we're always together but we would turn on them so quick if the opportunity arises, you know, if someone's making more money, you know, they steal your girl or things like that. They're quick to turn on each other and and turn their backs on each other. But in the church, it's contrary.
0: It should be contrary. It should be
1: contrary. We're not like that. We yeah. want each other to be built up. We want each other to, to see each other's growth. We want to get as much people with us into heaven. So we're not trying to bring anybody down. All, all is doing. All that we're doing is trying to, to, to edify and encourage each other, so that we can see each other in the next life. Mm-hmm. How much love do you have for your brother? And do you have enough love that you would want to see him in eternity? Going, mean, yeah, we made it. You know what I mean? We're here with our Lord. You know how, how often do we think think like that? I want to see you in heaven, brother. You know, I want to see you up there.
2: It uh, yeah. having no accountability reminds me of mega churches. Because um,
0: that—that's the <laughs> danger of the mega. Church. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm
2: saying. Because um, I mean, especially how our, our congregation has gotten smaller throughout the years. I think people—we well, got a lot closer too. Yeah, we got a lot closer. I mean, that's the benefit of, of, of us. Like the people who are there want to be there and they yeah. want to grow. They want more of the Lord. But I mean, on the other hand, when people leave churches that are keeping people accountable, they tend to go to the mega churches. Or tend to go to a church where nobody knows them. Nobody's going to talk to them. Nobody's going to uh, confront them. Nobody's going to keep, keep them accountable. They hide so, so they they they're not even going to notice. Exactly. Know. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, if, if I want to, you know, as an example, if I go to a mega church and if I want to live in the world and go be at the church at the same time, nobody's going to tell me anything. Yeah. Nobody's going to tell me not to.
0: As long as they see you at church, they think all, all things are good. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. No accountability is, is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Real dangerous well,
1: yeah,
0: well as we draw this episode To a close I want to um, Say a quote from Charles Spurgeon And it says If sinners be damned At least let them leap To hell over our dead bodies And if they perish Let them perish with our arms Wrapped about their knees Imploring them to stay If hell must be filled Let it be filled In Oh, I'm sorry. If hell must be filled. What? I'm sorry. Let me repeat that whole thing over. I don't know why my eyes are all wonky. Okay. So it says, If sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped about their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let no one go unwarned and unprayed for. And so that's by Charles Spurgeon. And and it's funny because one of our brothers who's coming back to the things of God reminded me of this quote. That's
1: crazy.
0: Because we were talking about accountability last week when we had a a small study at his house. Um, But it's it's very true. It should be to the point where you know in Hebrews where it says to to make sure that that no one fails to uh, receive grace. Mm-hmm. In Hebrews chapter 12, as it talks about accountability, it goes on to say that let or, see to it that no one fails to, to receive grace. That it should be to the point where we're, that's what we're striving for, to make sure that every person we, we come to, every person we're in discipling with, that we should make, make every effort to make sure that they do receive that grace. Yeah. That, that, that the gospel is known to them. At, and 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 then you know pairing it with with this quote, you know, that make sure that no one is unprayed for, that no one has at least been warned of the coming hell. And man, that that that's crazy, dude. That's convicting. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's crazy, dude. Yeah, man, we want to put it like that, man. Like
0: that sacrifice.
1: Yeah, we we. That makes me want to step up my. My
0: game up, and <laughs> I think a good reminder too is just r- reminding people, even just reminding ourselves because we need that healthy reminder of hell. Yeah. We need that healthy reminder that hey, the health tomorrow, tomorrow isn't promised. Yeah. And you know, in, in our congregation, as unfortunate as it is, it is a good reminder that tomorrow isn't promised because in our congregation, we have lost a good number of people, God. probably up there in, in, in 10. I believe it was around 10 people within the congregation or at least people we've known of um, within the past two years. And, and, you know, not many people experience that. But, that's I mean, with on. that, it's, it's a very strong reminder that, hey, tomorrow is a promise. I need to make every effort to, to preach to them the gospel, at least warn them of what's to come if, if they do not know Christ. And, man, that's, that's convicting, especially with yeah. these holidays coming up. That we should encourage and urge each other that hey, as uncomfortable of a talk it may be with your family members, as uncomfortable of a talk it may be with some of your close friends that don't already know about Christ.
1: Ruin should their holidays least... with the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> get, get every opportunity to share the gospel.
0: And I think that's where it goes too. Like our love, we should yeah. we should love them to the point where we. Warn them of what's to come Because yeah. that's, the, that's, the, that's the reality That we need to keep focus on too Is that this life isn't, isn't our only life That this life isn't the end But there is another after There's an eternal that is to come And people could go one of two ways
1: Yeah, I think we've forgotten about that That there is a real hell And that people will go there
2: mm-hmm. Crazy What were you going to share? No, um no, just because uh, you're going with concluding remarks, right? Yeah. My concluding remarks is uh, throughout the years, I've learned one thing. All we got is God and each other and anybody who wants to come along. Uh, let me read the scripture. Hebrews 10:23: 20, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking, forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Mm. I mean, you know, a lot of stuff happened you know, in our congregation, and I've, I, I believe it's happening worldwide. A lot's been happening within the church. Uh, and one thing I learned is uh, all we got is God, each other, and Anybody wants to come along, which 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 uh, which it, which it's it's evangelizing, you know. All we got is God, each other, which is discipleship. Our 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 uh, relationship with God, making sure that's right first. Keeping each other accountable, discipleship. Anybody comes along, which involves us evangelizing. Anybody wants to come, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, that's that's all we got is God is God in each other, mm-hmm. and we got to encourage one another keep each other accountable, disciple one another, and grow in the Lord. I mean, my concluding remarks is, uh, keep your eyes out on God, and help others along the way.
1: Amen, brother.
2: Any last thoughts,
1: Martin? Don't forget to subscribe, comment, <laughs> share. <laughs> Reformraza at gmail.com uh, I would actually like to hear, uh, if anybody wants to send an email, I'm encouraging you, uh, how you have kept your brother's keeper, kept your brother's keeper. What does that mean? Uh, now <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, you have is that a song? Uh, <laughs> your brother's keeper, you know what I mean. And uh, uh just uh, hit us up, you know what I mean. Uh, if you've been encouraged, rebuked, or whatever, uh, hit that subscribe button. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, uh, any podcast remaining platform out there. Hit us up man You know what I mean well, We're here And don't forget to like The Facebook page uh, Follow the Instagram page um, We'll be here bro you know what I mean?
0: So Amen Amen Well actually real quick Before we go I do want to encourage everybody To just get out of their comfort zone
2: yeah. Um, Oh yeah for sure
0: like, like we said earlier I mean really I, I don't know how to stress this enough And you know Even as I say this I'm telling myself as well You know it's it's uncomfortable man it's hard and it's something that we need to do is keep each other accountable and to make sure that you know we don't leave people unchecked yeah and when we have that reality in mind man I, i i think that's where when when we really feel like there's not enough time in the day we because like man when we think of all of the people we love our family, our our close friends, coworkers, whomever whomever it is, man, there isn't enough time in the day to go around. And and man, as I want to do that more in myself. I want you know, and, and I'm saying this on the mic so that those who know me personally can even challenge me too. That that I may hold myself accountable to to whomever is listening. That that is in in my circle of uh, close friends. That you know what, I want to make sure that. Especially in these holidays, that I do that, because I I know that you know what time time is short, man. The days yeah. drawing near where Christ is gonna grab his church and pull him yeah, out. We, we really need to be on this, and you know what, man, that that's, that's pretty real, much.
1: Man, that's real, um, and we can continue on that right here, and uh, yeah. keep talking about the consequences and this and that. But we'll keep that for another episode. Uh, so gracias for everybody that has listened, that has liked the Facebook page, that has followed mm-hmm. the Instagram page. Uh, gracias to everyone out there. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep on keeping on until the caps fall off. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we do this uh, just to, you know, share with the church. I you mean, know, we want to see the church rise up. We want to see the church being built up and being edified. Uh, so, you know, gracias for listening.
2: Um Yeah, I'd say, too, if you have any... Uh any topics that you'd like us to hit on? We're
1: Anything? Yeah, you know,
2: yeah. Hit us up. You know, any topics that you'd like us to, you know, share with. So
1: we do this for the glory of God and for the edification of the saints. Gracias for tuning in. This is Reform Raza, and we are out of here. A rato, rato.
0: Peace
2: later. Because this is for the house. This is for the. House. the rasa